Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, a little bit later, uh, almost the top of the second hour, we're going to do a slice of Denon. Denon catches up with Latrell Mitchell. And I'll explain why uh, I was furious when I uh, heard what this is about, some of the things Latrell was saying. Let's just say, I'll give you a tip, uh, involves Newcastle and Latrell being overlooked for someone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can do it. Honestly, people, if you go to a trial game and Newcastle don't watch us, fair, you're going to be uh, playing for Australia. Who would have thought? <laughs> a, six foot four, a six foot four guy that can fly like the wind? Yeah. Nah, can't play footy. Nah, that's right. I mean, you, as a bloke said to me once, but man, you can't sign them all. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, let Latrell just go through to somebody else. Look, no shortage of big rugby league stories this week. Let's talk. On field. Uh, tonight, uh, what a game for the people of Sunshine Coast. You've got South up against the Broncos. Home game for South, but of course, Broncos really, because they're on the road. Was to be Latrell Mitchell versus Reese Walsh. I think it would have been the best matchup of the season. Uh, Reese Walsh returns. I tell you, boys, this is going to be a really, really good test for both sides. I think we're going to find out if the Broncos can seriously win this comp. Um, thoughts on it, Beak? Yeah, look, it's. Uh, I think Broncos still have a couple of players out, and obviously, you know, the Rabbitohs do. It's important for. I think it's important in regards to the Rabbitohs' season that they need to stay, you know, in touch with the eight or in the eight, or at the very least, begin pressing towards a potential top four finish. Um, I don't think that the Rabbitohs need to be tested at all. We all know that when yeah. they play well, they could win a premiership. I don't think anyone's uh, questioning that. But I do think that if the Broncos go out and win. They put to bed the demon of last year. It's over. It's yeah. done. We beat a top-tier team. We're heading in. We're sitting at the top of the table. There's no more like for the last two weeks, a lot of people are saying, oh, I don't know. Are the Broncos a bit scared about? And I think that this is a real opportunity for the Broncos to go, nah, we're a different side I now. thought they were terrific last week. It, it, on a dry, dry mm. afternoon, you can push the ball around. Dogs were right up for it. Mm. And there was no Hass. There was no Carrigan. Uh, no Ricky. No, no Flegler. Ricky, no Flegler. Oates. Yep. It was, and for them, you know, no Walsh, of course, uh, and that was, and it was an Adam Reynolds masterclass. I, I tell you, I, I, I like South. I think the biggest threat to Pen, to Penrith in this competition, I think, is South. Yep. I, you know, Latrell Mitchell on return if he can get back and you know stay stay on the field. But the difference in Cody Walker. I think what we're about to see with Cody, I think Cody's football will go to another level again after the man of the match performance. Young Keon Kalamatangi, I think he'll have an enormous lift. going to be a great game. One thing I need to see from South Sydney guys is some – I'm with you a little bit, Campy, but I need to see some consistency. That They have had some losses this year that you wouldn't think – well, this is a this is a premiership winning side, and 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 I'm one that believes that they'll be in the grand final. But they've lost to Parramatta this year. They've lost to the Dragons. They've lost to the Cowboys. They've lost to the Warriors. They've lost to the Bulldogs. Mm. This is a South Sydney side that has lost to the Bulldogs and has lost to the Dragons. Now, granted, through Origin period and injuries and whatnot, but Penrith know how know how to go get those games yeah. done. Yeah, and South Sydney haven't been able to do it. No, Latrell. I did talk to Jason Demetrio this morning, and Latrell will be back next week. But for me, this game is so so important because mm. they do. For me, they do need to bury some demons of this this season and show that they are. This is where you start your run. Mm. This is where you go on from here, and 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 take a big scalp with you. I just think confidence wise, they've just been. Uh, a little bit inconsistent for me. Yeah. I just I think yeah. that's the Rabbitohs who they are. Their grand final year, they lost twice by 50 points against Storm and Penrith. And although I, I agree with you, like 
in a perfect world, you'd love to see them get some consistency, especially now. Um, and you're right, I agree in regards to timing. It needs to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. But I just, this is who the Rabbitohs are, in my opinion. My, my concern, my concern always with the Rabbitohs is the good Rabbitohs, the Rabbitohs that I look and go, mate, these guys, this is a great football side. They can win the competition. The Rabbitohs that focus on defence, mm. really hard nosed because their attack, hey, their attack looks after itself. And I and I'll say this, a team that is more measured in attack. Like in my the bad rabbitos for me that worries me is it's a team that trusts their attack too much. They get frivolous with the football and they start to make too many errors, and it puts too much pressure on their defence. I was really encouraged. Middle of the season they had a couple of really big wins. Then they played the Tigers in a match at uh, at home, and the Tigers were right up for it. They, they were up for the fight, and the Tigers were good performance. Actually, the Tigers were about to go on a bit of a run and win a few good games. But it was, the score was 20 nil, right? And what I loved about the performance, South Sydney were just so patient mm. and they just stayed, stayed in the arm wrestle, stayed in the fight, was so patient. And I, just, I looked at that and went, wow, now this side is ready to win the comp. But since then, we're seeing so many 38, 34, mm. you know, 32, 28. That's the concern, the steel in their defence. That's yeah. what they've got to get back to. I, I just, as I said, I just think this is their identity. I don't think they'll ever be a Penrith. They'll ever yep. be a Storm. You know, you look at a guy like Trell, like he is a perfect example of who the Rabbitohs are. When they need to win the big ones, yeah. they just seem to get it done. Well, get, well, given, even if they finish eighth, if Latrell's fit and Cody's fit, they can win the competition. Abs- absolutely. They're, they're, they'll still be a massive threat. Uh, Cronulla's season. Sorry, Dave. No, real quickly. The reason I'm putting so much importance on this game, boys, is because the Broncos are seen as a heavyweight. Mm. South Sydney's draw, the run into the, final, the, the finals, is really soft. Yeah. Okay, mm. so they play they play um, the Roosters, Dragons, and West Tigers. They play the Roosters, Dragons, and West Tigers mm. in the run of the finals. Mm. Is that the type of run? To your point, Maddie, they'll rack up wins, big scores, and then they get to the finals. But they need to be calling on this this game against the Broncos yeah. five weeks ago mm. that they know how to get it done. Yeah, yep. definitely. Talking about uh, important games, Cronulla season is starting to fall apart. They, they, they need a win. Uh, defence has been a huge issue all season. Uh, it's really – we spoke about three weeks ago, Dave, and out of nowhere, Sharks were second or third on the ladder. And you go, how did they get there? Because all season for me, they've been, they've been one of the disappointments. Mm. And that's caught up with them. Big drop in performance, not just in the football side, but key men. Matt Moylan has been dropped. Talakai back to the bench. Wade Graham has rested. Fitzy – Fitzy reminds me at the moment a little bit like Trent Robinson a few weeks ago in the press conference where he's sitting there, he's sort of shrugging his shoulders saying, you know, I, I, I don't know. Mm. But he's certainly made some big calls. The changes that he's made are either going to make Cronulla's season or end Cronulla's season. On this left edge, he's ripped it apart. No Matt Moylan, in, Trindle comes in. Uh, obviously Teague Wilton gone for the year, guys, with a knee injury. Uh, Connor Tracy into the centres for Sifatalakai, Talakai back to the bench. These are calls uh, that Fitzgibbon hasn't made in his two-year tenure uh, at the Sharks. They are his biggest calls. For me, I see a side that uh, across the board is a solid squad, but I don't see a a, a brilliant elite level pack and squad. Well, that's what you see, Dave. That's the thing. I look at, 
I reckon they've lost a bit of their identity. This is the thing I was critical of at the start of the year. Remember they played Parramatta game. I think they beat them. Might have been 34-30. Nearly lost it on the siren. Yep. And I looked at there and said, hang, hang on, what happened? Where's that Sharks side that was so hard-nosed and tough to play with their defence? Mm. I think it's... Uh... It's, I think it's a real learning curve for Fitzy. You know, you look at that roster and they're the best attacking team in the comp. I think that we have to remember he's in his second year. I think he'll make the adjustments where he'll go, okay, as a coach, sometimes you don't pick the best player. You pick the player that balances your squad the most. And I think that the decision that he's made, you know, this week shows that he's leaning in that direction going, okay, you know, Wayne Bennett was a master of he'd pick one center that was just a dynamite attacker. And the other center was just a battler that would defend his ass off. And I think Fitzy's starting to learn. I okay, like, I like Trindle as a player. Yeah, mm. I, I like really him, like him too. I know. I talked to someone, they said he hasn't made it a lot in reserve grade. Because no, he hasn't, that, Matty. Cause that, but for me, Dave, that's a bloke who's an NRL player who's being dispirited, mm. sitting in reserve grade, yep. who's good enough to be playing yep. first grade. Yep. Um, the... I went down to Sharks uh, training earlier this week. Had a chat to Cam McInnes. Cam McInnes is one of the most intense individuals you've ever met. He is just so dialed in 24-7. Um, he used to rip the Dragons players apart if they grinned after a loss. Like, don't worry about Brandon Smith making jokes with yeah. teammates. Yeah. Like, Dragon, turn the music off. Everyone shut the hell up. We lost that game. Like, he's an intense dude. He has taken... The, the team changes at the Sharks personally because he believes as the middle man in the middle of the field, it all starts there. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the end result, that left edge being ripped apart. Yeah. But for Cam McInnes, he sees that middle going, going breaking down and then as a byproduct, so, yeah. quick play the ball. Uh, uh, the pebble in the pond. That's right. Yeah. And so, I'm so, look, I'm really keen to see the response. And see what the Sharks deliver on Sunday. I do think Bama. their forward pack does need probably a recruit, maybe mm. a front rower, a, uh, a good big front rower. Yeah, I don't disagree. And mm. I think they're down a leader. I think some, you know, we were quick to wish Paul Gallon's career over. Mm. Um, but I just think they're down someone that grabs the game by the scruff of the neck and said, come with me, boys. Yeah. Nico Hines is still developing mm. in that role. Mm. Well, you look at uh, Luke Lewis, Paul Gallon, like these guys are real leaders of men. I think yeah. Nikota is, is really stepping up. I, I, Outstanding. I, yeah. If you're a playmaker, he's exactly the type of player you'd like on that right edge alongside mm. you. What a player he is. Uh, other side of the coin, the side that belted Sharks last weekend, the Warriors, there is something really special happening across the Tasman there. You can see that every home game is like an event, sold out. Um, Adam Peacock sent me a text the other day and said that he's got a mate over there. He said the Warriors are the hottest ticket in town. It's what everyone's talking about. Sean Johnson. Uh, I wrote today, it's ironic that in a game that is all about speed, power and athleticism, the slower Sean Johnson has got, the better he's got. Mate, he is genuinely playing career best footy. I mean, you can go back to 2011, he's playing better than that. I think that Andrew Webster is the coach of the year. I think it's essentially already a done deal. When you look at the way he recruited, and and I I know I didn't have a say in all the recruitment, but the fact that what I loved about their style of recruitment heading into this season is they go, okay, we're we're not the Panthers, so we're not going to go and get a bunch of young superstars. And this is where I think the Bulldogs may have made a couple of errors where they really leaned heavily into that young, youthful. Whereas the Warriors went, no, I'm getting a bunch of battlers that are going to buy into a game plan and get the job done. And Webster has has done that perfectly. Every single – the sign of a good coach, in my opinion, is every single player is playing the best they can play. The Warriors, when they've had successful years – 
have been very good at what Australians they put into the side. Yeah. They don't need to pick Australian players who have got flair. Mm. He's got Barnett gone in and said, right, uh, Barney, just be hard-nosed. Just tackle your ass off for me. Yeah. Just run a lot hard line occasionally. Mm. That's all I need from you. Mm. Aiden Fanua Blake. Oh, mate. There is, I'm telling you, there is, there's been some pain houses top of the Dallium Center. Fanua Blake, in my opinion, there, there is not a better forward in the competition. Mm. He has been unbelievable. Incredible. The, there's two things that stand out for me for the Warriors, and that is, and I'm going to say this respectfully, Sean Johnson's put his ego in his pocket. Yep. Uh, there was times where Sean was at Cronulla and there was a lot on Sean's terms and it was about, you know, whether, you know, different training times and different what, you know, things after, you know, extras, et cetera. Um, and whether, you know, when that, that one-year Warriors deal came up and him for him to go back home, I just thought that was keeping in mind mm. the Warriors virtually tapped Sean on the shoulder to let him go yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. That When he signed the Sharks, they tapped him. Mm. So for him to almost swallow some pride and go back yeah. and knowing that this is a legacy contract, yeah. This is what I'm going to be known for. Mm. I'm seeing a Sean Johnson play for his team. It's it's a Sean Johnson showing amazing tactical leadership that he hasn't before. I've said about Sean. Sean, Sean for most of his career, has been highlights reel package, yep. a YouTube sensation. If you'd sit there to a person who knew nothing about rugby league and show 20 minutes of Sean Johnson's career and his moments and 20 minutes of Cameron Smith and say, you tell me who's a better player, 100 out of 100. They go Sean. Mm. But it's the stuff. It's, it was Smithy's tactical leadership. Yep. He wasn't worried about the flicks and tricks. He was too busy dominating the contest, driving defenders crazy, leading his side. Now there's more of that now in yep. Sean. The second thing I've, I've spotted, boys, is and you touched on it. And again, it's a weird thing to say, but they actually play boring. They play boring. They, yep. they It's the old three forwards, two, two for the backs and have a kick mm. until they – Surrender the team, the opposition into submission. Yes, and that's what uh, they, yep. they don't give. They don't have any errors in their game. They don't give penalties away. Yep. they complete at a ninety percent most matches. It's it's not the Warriors that we've ever seen. Ali Lauatiti playing Harlem Globetrotters footy. If I could say a sentence that summed up the Warriors in the last decade, Dave, it'd be a team so obsessed with attack and so error ridden that their defence never stands a chance. And what he's done this year, if they had a twin brother at the start of this year, it was the Dolphins. Simplistic, wear the opposition down. And it's only around around 11 I saw a difference. It was, And I think it was at the point where Andrew Webster goes, I've got the defence right. I'm going to unleash the hounds now, let them play. And that's what they did to Cronulla last week. Like the Sharks were in that arm wrestle. They won the first 20 minutes. That's right. Yeah, they it was did. on. It was on. And but the Warriors, oh. and usually the Warriors go, oh, well, stuff this. Let's just start mm. flicking some stuff and little chips over the top. And mm. it didn't happen. Jeez, I'd love to see him win the comp. Oh. I'd be huge. Oh, I would love Imagine it. Sean Johnson, because I reckon he's a, a smoky for Dally M this year. Yeah. And it's just such a great story of, you know, we build these players up to be these superstars and then we're shocked that sometimes maybe it gets to them a little bit. Mm, And I just love the fact that he had the humility, as you said, to go, you know what? I need to just take a step back here and and focus on the boring parts of rugby league. And it's opened up everything. And I think they're all buying in, all the Warriors, of going, you can play the old school Warriors play. 
Mm. I think Webster's basically said that you can play like that, but you have to earn the right to yes, play definitely. like that. Mate, I know what it's like to live with expectation every Friday coming here. I mean, there was a t- once that I was earmarked as the next Alan Jones, maybe John Lewis. Yeah. That still weighs on me. It's why I'm only doing one day a week. We'll take a break. Movie of the week, Rocky Four next.